she was the one that made me realize, girl, what the hell are you doing? Because mm-hmm. now you've got this little girl and especially a little girl looking up say. at you and looking at how you do things and your daughters look at mommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They that who your child is is because of who you are and yeah. what they see. And we're back with another episode of Flings and Things. I'm Moni. And I'm Drea. And we're here with episode 50. Episode 50. Five zero. Mm, let's do a quickie. 50 Ooh. quickie. I think that that's that rhymes enough for me. Mm-hmm. I give it a A minus. A minus. <laughs> hey, that's better than what I'm doing in school right now. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, as you guys can see, that we do have a special guest with us here. <laughs> I know we just don't Hello. even introduce. We're like, Damn. I know we have Chandra. She is one of Moni's friends from Phoenix. You guys know I miss Phoenix, so I had to bring somebody from Phoenix. She did. I she definitely really did. Anyways, so, yeah. we also have two really cute little audiences. Their names is Hermes and Hades. They're two <laughs> little cats. We're here at my friend's uh, house or crib uh, shooting. So shout out to him. Thanks for letting us use your crib. He was really sweet. But yeah, so today it kind of just, we wanted to have Chandra on because we definitely wanted to talk about some things that me and Moni haven't really maybe experienced on that level or haven't Mm -hmm. experienced at all that we feel that our audience could really um, relate relate to it and resonate with her experience and kind of just get some feedback to and how to handle certain situations that maybe she and I don't know or, or like I said, have an experience ourselves. Lessons learned, guys. We are all about lessons learned. We talk about all our mistakes all the time here. And we try to... One of There's our audience, a cat. <laughs> we always try to let you guys know where we fucked up. Excuse my language. I mean, but I always cuss. I don't know why I said that. But really, basically, though? Basically, I know. We want you guys to learn from our mistakes. And so all of us mm-hmm. make different mistakes and learn in different ways. And it takes us longer for some of us to learn or multiple times to go Hence through Hence me. <laughs> I am. Uh, my track record is horrible so <laughs> okay we are all horrible at some point at some level in some type of form yes so anyways we'll get started so we're gonna have you Chandra take a little bit of some time to who like let us know who is Chandra where do you come from your background um what do you want people to know about you when they hear your name <laughs> you know I'm finding myself again love I'm, that I'm finding who I am again because I lost myself for a really long time mm-hmm. and I forgot who the fuck I was mm-hmm. yeah so finding who who I am as an adult in my 30s as a mom mm-hmm. and who I'm gonna be later okay awesome. I love that so tell us a little bit about how you grew up and where did you grow up? Because I know yeah. you were in Phoenix and then now you're over here near L.A. Well, I'm actually from L.A. Okay. So I grew up in L.A. my entire life. Um, I was in foster care mm-hmm. as a baby. Okay. Uh, my biological parents were big in alcohol and drugs and all drugs that you can think of. Mm-hmm. Not not lovely weed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we all think weed's love. a drug, but um, uh, I do. don't think so. I don't know. There's only a few side effects. <laughs> Happy, hungry, sleepy. <laughs> Otherwise than that. Sucks. Um, but uh, so I was born yeah. addicted to alcohol and drugs. I okay. was very, Dang. very small. Um, and basically 
my biological parents tried to sell me for drugs and when they could not they threw me in a trash can um and i ended up in foster care at three months old Um, so i was in one home but they couldn't really take care of me because like my medical issues and things that were wrong with me like it was a lot too much yeah Yeah. it was too much and then my parents got me and uh my parents saved my life I literally saved my life. What part of LA did you grow up in? Um, so Palmdale, it's like forty-five oh, minutes yeah, from yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I grew up there. I'm back there now. Okay. Um, I don't work there, obviously, because there's yeah. nothing, nothing there. there. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not familiar with the area. I, so. have, I have an aunt that lives in Palmdale, yeah. so I'm. Yeah. Uh, I was born here in LA, so I know a couple places for sure. Yeah. Um. So grew up there basically born and raised because i was born out there too mm-hmm. um and that's kind of where my entire life story st- uh, story started you yeah. know um but like crazy part is like i was adopted by an entirely black family okay so i was not raised with my biological brothers and sisters mm-hmm. i didn't even know i had any until much later on in life mm-hmm. wow. um in some of those boxes like pandora's box you learn not to open yeah and i opened it anyway yeah. So, I would have too, to be honest. Yeah, I, I opened it because I wanted to know things, and yeah. I still didn't get those answers. I had to go through other avenues um, mm-hmm. to get those answers. At what age did you decide you wanted to open that box, so to speak? Well, I honestly didn't know that I was adopted until I was eight years old, which, like, you probably would think I would know, right? Like, yeah. with my parents being black and me being white. But Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Okay. I wasn't raised like that. Yeah. So I wasn't raised to differentiate, like, oh, I'm And you're a kid, skin. too. Right, no. Like, as a kid, you don't really, like, think about those things. No, all I knew was that's my mom and, and that's my dad. dad. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is my family, this is who takes me to school plays and yeah. Yeah. school every day and a doctor yeah. when I'm sick. And that's how I looked at things. Yeah. But I went to school one day. I was eight. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents had me in private school and I went to school one day and this little girl was just like, Oh, you're adopted. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Wow. So Dang. I like went home and I was like, mom, this girl at school said that I was adopted. And then she that's felt insane. I'm not adopted. And, and she sat you down and like had that talk with you. She had to sit me down and have that talk with me. And like, it didn't even bother me, but like, <laughs> I used to like tell everybody that I was like Mariah Carey because oh, I didn't understand. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, that is cute. I can imagine. That age. <laughs> yeah. And like my hair was blonde, mm-hmm. you know, so I didn't know. And I went home and told my mom that. And my mom looks at my dad and she's like, we need to talk to her yeah. now. Yeah. And through all of that, her telling me, yeah, you're adopted. Like, she didn't tell me the story, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was eight years old. That's not the time. Yeah. But yeah. it is time to tell you, like, yes, we adopted, we adopted you. you. And I'm, like, looking at my mom and I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm not black? <laughs> That's the only thing that I was concerned about. <laughs> like... So I guess my question is, how was that for you growing up? Like when you realized that you weren't black? (laughs) (laughs) I said it very bluntly, but you know what I'm saying? Like, how was it for you? Because I feel like as a kid, you don't really grasp it. But then as a, a teenager, like, did you feel that you went through like some form of like an identity like thing or were your parents? Do you feel like they did? the best that they could to not even you didn't even think about that I didn't even think about it and I mean I really had the very best of both worlds like I really did because of like how my parents 
invested in my education. Like mm-hmm. I didn't go to public school. I mm-hmm. went to private school. They made sure I had a really good education. Mm-hmm. So like I seen both sides of it. Like I loved being around my family and who mm-hmm. I grew up with, which yeah, my entire family is black. So mm-hmm. I naturally feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And then when you get older and then I went and found my biological family, I'm like, bruh, I'm not comfortable around you guys. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of them like are racist. So I don't yeah. have you know, anything to do with quite a few of them because mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, no, you can't totally talk to different. me about this. Yeah. You can't tell me yeah. that just because someone is a certain race, they're bad people mm-hmm. because y'all are worse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no. So, okay. So when you were, so you found that when you were eight, mm-hmm. um, were you ever, I know I've heard of, I mean, you also see it like in movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. like there hits a point where there's some resentment or you were like upset that you didn't know Were you ever, was there any like a small point in your life that you kind of were like, I wish I knew, like, I'm kind of upset, like, that I didn't know? No. Or not really? No, I wasn't, like, resentful or upset that they didn't tell me. I was curious. curious. I was more curious to know where I came from and why it happened. Like, why was I put into foster care at all? Yeah. What really happened? Yeah. At what age did you, like, find out your backstory? Um, I was 15. Okay. I was 15 when I found out and I, that was only like bits and pieces of it. Like, mm. I, I don't think my mom really like opened up and told me everything until I was in my twenties. And she's just like, I didn't tell you because I didn't know if you could mentally handle, handle it as bad That's as it lot. was mm-hmm. yeah. because it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Oh my goodness. Um, so friendships, I'm mm-hmm. I guess we can do friendships and romantically. So growing up as a teenager, obviously you felt more comfortable because your family was black, but you were white and you mentioned kind of that experience. But were your friends also black, white, Hispanic? Like, did you have diverse friends? Like, what was that like growing up with like your relations with others? Uh, All mixed up. All mixed? All mixed up. It was never one or the other. Like, yes, I am more comfortable around one than the other. But my longest standing friendship and I mean, I use that word very tightly because you can't call everybody a friend. A lot Mm -hmm. of people are acquaintances. I agree with that. (laughs) Yep. And you learn that as you get older. Um, The one person that has been like my ride or die for 20 years is half white and half Arabic. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we call each other sister. Like we're basically family. It doesn't matter that we're not blood. Yeah. That's still my sister. Got it. And then, so growing up, like we obviously, we talk about this on the podcast a lot. Like Dre and I had a whole episode about like what our types are. And like Dre has dated outside of her race a lot. And mm-hmm. I have not, I've spoken like talking stages and stuff like that, but I've never been in a relationship with somebody outside of my race. Um, so for you, what is your like, I guess, track record been for like race being growing up in a different race, like family, and then also like the people that you're attracted to, or has it been pretty mixed or no, it's not. Okay. I definitely have a type. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I definitely lean towards black. It's just what I'm comfortable yeah. with. And you grew and up around that. Your yeah. Father, yeah. My father, my mother, and you know, they always say like you wind up like who you, with, who you're going to be with for the rest of your life resembles your dad so much. It's ridiculous. And that's what they say. Yeah. I'm like, I'm breaking that curse right now as we speak. <laughs> it could be. A good I don't thing want or a bad it. Thing. I really don't want it. But I'll tell thing. you right now, I have been attracted to men that how my dad treats me. Yes, yeah. for sure. It, it, it could be a good thing or a bad thing for me. My dad was everything very yeah. much. Daddy's little girl, mm, you know, that. He passed almost five years ago, and let me tell you, I haven't been the same since. No. 
So, Sorry you know, when you grow up, with, like your dad is either your first king and the love of your life, the first one, or he's the man that you strive to get the hell away from. Yeah. Well, well there I am striving, or striving, two. running, yeah, <laughs> galloping, <laughs> <laughs> fleeing. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. That, that's actually a really good point. Cause you always hear that, but I've never heard it in that perspective of it's one or the other. I've always heard it just like you tend to date people that are like your brother or your dad. And then like the yeah. opposite, you date women that are like your mom or your sister. Right. Um, so that I, that's a good point. It's either one or the other. It's like it they're is. similar or they're, you don't want or nothing to do with them. It's one or the other. Wow. Um, is there anything that you feel like, like some, one thing's particular that you feel like you would never be the same if you did not have that whole experience of being adopted by another family of a different race? Like, do you feel like there's something that you take away from that as an adult now? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just like seeing how a lot of my brothers and sisters ended up, you look at it and you're like, damn, I was blessed. I was so blessed to be put in that situation and you don't even realize it. Like a lot of people. And I think that's something that you just kind of get as you get older. Sometimes situations are not happening to you. They're happening for For you. you. Yeah. Like don't sit there and say, Oh my God, why is this happening? Why me? me? Why me? No, it's like, okay, this is, this is why this is for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, everything in the world. And one thing I always say is like, when things don't go your way, that is God deterring you from something that you don't even know. Like Mm -hmm. that's a bad path when things go your way, that's his direction. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Like don't ever think, Oh my God, why me? Yeah. It's probably happening for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like you go through stuff for a reason. I think even people too, that like, uh, uh, that don't believe in God or that don't believe in, and that exactly made yeah. you just think of something like higher in the higher universe. Power, yeah. The higher I do, power for whatever you believe for in. For whatever you believe in, I do think that that transate, translates into everything. It does. You know, everything in the universe happens for a reason. I say it all the time to her. I know for a while she was, she like may have not grasped it, mm-hmm. but I think lately you've been like, you know what, this does happen for a reason. This yeah. does happen, you know, things like <clears throat> exactly. that. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I just agree with you. That's it. <laughs> I, I don't have anything else to say. Very like, powerful words. Um, kind of a similar question I want to ask. So, like, it doesn't have to be related to, like, the way you grew up. It could just also be relationships or anything. Like, from your childhood up until, like, now you're saying you're trying to find yourself as an adult. Yeah. What is one thing that you would tell your younger self now that, like, knowing what you've gone through, like, so she can not be sad or upset or whatever you want to say? Don't ever settle. Don't ever mm. settle for less than. Do you hear that? <laughs> Don't ever settle. Because I did. I did too. I did. I settled. And because I settled, I ended up in a heartbroken. Yeah. Okay. So I guess full transition there. So settling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want to, what are you comfortable speaking about your previous relationship? And you did mention that you have a child um, yeah. so if you want to speak on like how long that relationship was mm-hmm. how did you guys meet kind of just a little backstory and then kind of like how it ended up whatever you're comfortable yeah. sharing I'll share it all um that's how you heal yeah. <laughs> by putting it out there yeah. um so I, I met my soon to be very soon to be ex-husband mm-hmm. uh when I was 14 years old mm-hmm. I was in high school um, I was homeschooled for high school. I didn't go to a regular traditional high school. Wow, okay. Um, my mom was not 
here for it. She's like, no, there's no way in hell. You've been in private school your entire life. There's no way. And at that time, charter schools were starting to pop up and Mm -hmm. homeschooling was starting to pop up. I was doing acting and modeling. I was singing. I was dancing. I was doing all these things. School just didn't make sense. Um, So I wound up doing a homeschool program, and that is where I met him. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you, how do you meet somebody when you're at home? Like, well, so like I'm because I, I, I want to know because I'm at home a lot these days. And so, so I had to like, back then, like it wasn't like we have it now where you can turn in all your work online. Like you okay. had to go into the facility once a week to turn in all your homework, take tests because okay. like basically you were doing homework assignments and those homework assignments served as a credit. So you would have to take a test on whatever it is that you learned and that's how you got a credit okay so that's how i was able to graduate um and he was doing the same thing okay um and that's how i met him got it so yeah you guys met 14's pretty freaking young i mean i was still in eighth grade when i was 14 oh okay yeah so well i was 14 into freshman year but like it's still that's freaking young i have a really late birthday um so i was 13 when i started high school oh my god yeah i was 13 when i I was two high school yeah yep and by the time I was 14, I like, was supposed to graduate in 2024 or 2014, but I graduated yeah. in 2013. So. Yeah. So um, I when I was 14, I was already a sophomore in high school because yeah. when you're Same able here. to like knock out credits that yep. way, Got it. like it you're easier. doing it a lot faster. So I was already a sophomore in my, high school. My mom, when I she met just him. she fought the school about my birthday. <laughs> so those late yeah. birthdays, guys. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's those late birthdays. So I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Um, so, so you yeah. met him and then like and he was three years older than me at the oh, time so oh, that's crazy wait, so wait, 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 wait so he was yeah so he was 17 oh, yeah my goodness he was 17 Ooh. so how did this <laughs> oh god how did this work when you were 15 and he was 18 um yeah, i'm assuming your parents knew too right no hell no oh they did oh. no mm-hmm. I, no when my mom found out she was pissed because one, like, I didn't understand it then. I thought my mom was just being, like, super strict. That's how every kid is. Yeah. We don't understand it. But also at the time, like, my mom had to answer to L.A. County because of the whole foster care thing. Oh. So it was basically a minor dating an adult. adult. That's, that's what I was saying. That's Even what I was getting to. Day, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, he doesn't act <laughs> like an adult. But still. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a minor dating an adult. And granted, like, nothing ever happened. Yeah until i was of age but still like the concept wait 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 wait. you said nothing happened what do you mean of age like no sex no to what age until i was 18 yeah no Mm -mm. wait wait hard concept to grasp huh losing my virginity at 15 years old i'm like that sounds like it's a hard concept to grasp (laughs) huh first of all you lost yours young too anyways Tell me a little bit about that before we get into the relationship. Yeah. I'm just curious. So obviously he was older. I would yeah. expect him to try to get you to. That's why older. Well, that's where the cheating started. Because I wouldn't. Yeah. Because I wasn't ready. And yeah. I knew I wasn't ready. Wow. I was not ready. And I always said like, hey, I'm not ready. Yeah. I don't want to do this. And he never pushed. But still, like you were doing something but i was young and naive and didn't believe because at that age you don't really like pay attention so no was he in college too or no 
Yeah, he did go to college, so how, but he didn't go, like, right after high okay. school. So, so how was that for you when years. you – oh, okay. Because I was going to say, were you, like, still in high school yeah, going to, like, college parties? College? Like, well, So I graduated high school when I was 15 and a half. Okay. Wait. Oh, my God. Yeah. But that homeschool is quick. That, that homeschooling yeah. can go quick. Well, yeah, but I was also, like, in honors classes. Like, you I was doing advanced placement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to be in school. I wanted to hurry so up and start So basically, Chandra yeah. is hot and she's smart is what we're getting at here. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> That's wild to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so like that's just crazy to me because usually men who are older, like seniors, like going to college and you hear them dating high school girls, which is already weird. Usually it's because like it's easy, right, for them to get what they want. And if you're not he's not even getting what he's want, but he stayed. Like he did he Yeah, because I was like, his meal ticket. And he knew that. Meal ticket in what aspect? Because he knew I was intelligent. He knew I was going to go after what I wanted. And he also knew that I was so young and naive and didn't know anything that he could pull the wool over my eyes and have the wife at home and still go out in the streets and do what the fuck he wanted to do. And he was for the longest. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Because how old are you now? 31. Yeah, so that's like what 15 years roughly 15, 16 yeah mm. so when you <clears throat> wait did, so did you go to you went to college i did okay so during that time was he still in college himself or what was he doing he was already done um so he just got his associate's degree i have my bachelor's plus certifications as well like yeah. on the side yeah um but i was working and going to school so mm. when i started college like i was already still working i was doing all of it like i did online university yeah. because i didn't have time to go sit in a classroom yeah i had to go to school and work and what was he he was working he was just working. um yeah depending like you know sometimes he depending on the day he didn't <laughs> It really just depended. That's what I mean by meal ticket. Like, you knew that I was always going to hold it down. You knew that I was going to keep hustling. Yeah, but he knew I was a hustler. Like, Mm -hmm. he knew that Mm -hmm. I was going to go get what I wanted and nothing was going to stop me. Mm -hmm. And he banked on it. Mm -hmm. He banked on me taking care of him. He banked on it. Did you guys, when did you guys move in together for the first time? I was 18. So basically, okay, but you were out of high school at 15. So this is like Mm kind of when you were in college or? Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. So, one more question before you get into, like, the details of the relationship. Naturally, like, I'm thinking about high school for us. When we first had our first loves, mine was in high school. Yeah. Like, I'm over here like, oh, after high school, college, like, I'm going to get married and have kids. Like, during that time, you obviously were still young for what you were already accomplishing. Were, yeah. what, were, what was your mindset at the time? Like, being in love, I'm assuming you were in love with him at that mm-hmm. time. And having those goals and being driven, like... Did you want a family anytime soon or were you one of those people who was like, no, I want to wait, do it the right way? Like, what was your mindset at that age? No, I definitely wanted kids. Okay. Like, I always, always wanted kids. And yeah. that was always a conversation because I was never that type like, oh, I'm just going to pop up pregnant and yeah. surprise. No, like, I need to know that you want kids, too, because yeah. I very much wanted whoever I was going to have kids with to be present in their lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that was all I wanted the marriage I wanted the kids like I wanted the whole nine yards yeah and he just talked a really good game so I thought that's what it was gonna be yeah okay so where did you feel like because you guys were together for a very long time yeah um when did you feel like it started like when did you started noticing it maybe it got toxic or things started like when you first found out he started cheating like where did what how far into the relationship what were you 
Um, I'll say it like this. We've always been toxic. Like okay. it had that relationship was always toxic and it was very much toxic on his side. And then it got toxic for me because I found myself blaming me. I found the myself gaslight. like, yeah, the gaslight. And I'm like, damn, it's my fault. I'm, I'm doing something wrong. What can I do better? What's making him go and want all these other women when he's let got me fix me myself right, right. and maybe he'll maybe love he'll me change. more or change or maybe do this or yeah yeah that's that. where you like you're just like shit what am I doing what the hell am I doing what was it for you and I know you'll go into it but I kind of just want to know like a brief just just for the audience too like what was it for you what was what was your point what was your the enough point, is enough with your point where you just were like, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the very last time. Like, mm-hmm. it was the very, very last time. And I think what sent me over the edge yeah. was the fact that I had just had our daughter. And then to find out what he had been doing that entire time while I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then after our daughter was born. Mm-hmm. But especially, like, while I'm pregnant and I almost lost my life having my baby. Mm-hmm. And then I almost lost my life again after having her. Mm-hmm. But you over here doing this. Yeah. That was it. Chills down my spine. <clears throat> that was it. When I found out and I seen it and like I knew I was done because when I found out everything and found the messages and it didn't talk to it the didn't, girl. It didn't affect you the I way that you cry. did. Yep. Didn't affect you and the I way said, that you thought it would. Yeah. I said, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's a wrap. All right. Where do we go from here? So, um, you had your daughter. So, how mm-hmm. far into the relationship? So people cannot get like an idea. Like, you're with them for almost 16 years. How f- long were you together before you guys had the baby? Um, so we had been trying to have a baby for a really long time. So you guys um, were actively yeah. trying. Disclaimer: okay. I had 10 miscarriages before my daughter was born. I had a lot of medical issues and things that we couldn't figure out that was wrong. I was miscarrying before three months, like could not keep a pregnancy for anything in the world. Yeah. Uh, 2020, I finally figured out what was going on, went to the doctor, got on medication, wound up going through fertility treatments, was on fertility meds for nine months, Uh, nine month hit. At the time, my sister had gotten pregnant, literally got off of birth control and was pregnant in three weeks. Yeah. Again, you're looking at like, what the hell am I meant to have? You do. You you do know too, and I say this a lot because I'm in the medical field and I see this quite a bit actually. Um, a lot of the time, yeah, it could be you and your body, but it could also be your body telling you that person is the mix, the chemistry. It's just not it. Yep. It's foreign to you. Yep. Because something tells me that when you when you find somebody else and, you know, if you decide to have another child for whatever reason or don't. But let's just say you do. Right. I have seen so many women tell me, oh, I couldn't have kids. I couldn't do this with my ex, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden pop up pregnant. Perfect. Healthy pregnancy. Everything. Yeah. And all because how the man treated the woman. Yeah. Oh, and I believe that I didn't get that then, but I also do believe that my daughter came Mm -hmm. at the perfect moment. Moment Like she was supposed to be here and she was supposed to be here for a reason because she was my wake up call. 
Yeah. She was what made me change everything. She was the one that made me realize, girl, what the hell are you doing? Because Mm -hmm. now you've got this little girl and especially a little girl looking up at you and looking at how you do things and your daughters look at mommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They that who your child is is because of who you are and yeah. what they see. So I knew in that moment when I found everything, I said I got to do better for her because yeah, I don't ever want her to grow up and think that, that this okay. is how you are supposed to be treated because mm-hmm. you are not. You are mommy's little princess right now, but you will be a queen to somebody one day. Mm-hmm. And goddamn it, you gonna know your worth. Did you ever think that you mentioned like how she's a girl like that? I think that's so critical. Mm-hmm. But do you did you think that at all during the pregnancy or was this more of like after like when you found out she was a girl? Did that even occur to you at all or not right away? No, it didn't okay. occur to me right okay. away. Okay. I mean, I knew I wanted a daughter. Yes. I wanted a little girl for so badly because yeah. in my mind, it's just like, oh, I want my mini me. You yeah. know, I want to do yeah. the mommy and me outfits and mm-hmm. I want my little broke best friend. And, yeah. You know, because I remember how me and my mom were yeah. when I I was growing up and my mom was my best friend and still is to this day oh. like that changes when you become a teenager because you're just, just gonna like, say mm. <laughs> you're just like if you don't leave me the hell alone and close Facts. my door and so why are you in my but business then when going you, through my stuff but then when yeah. you get older you're like you know what that's yeah. my mama that's my best her. friend like that's what it is yeah and yeah. i grew up with my mom's like i'm not one of your little friends that's my, my mom, mom too yeah. my mom too yeah, and now, i say it all the time it all the time and now i'm like hey mom all right. you're one of my little friends <laughs> we'll be gossiping about everything oh yeah i should be like so everything how are you and so and so and i'm just like girl get out of my business <laughs> For, like, my, mom, my mom legit like i have to have codes on codes on codes on my mm. phone my mom will grab my phone and start going through it and oh i'm like God. oh yeah no no my no girl, oh, get my out of, she's like looking through my pictures i'm like all right like you don't <laughs> find something <laughs> You better not be going through certain text message threads. Like, no, you better not get Mine off. is in the hidden, the hidden <laughs> folder. <laughs> hidden <laughs> folder. Face recognition. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's crazy. I love mm-hmm. her, though. <laughs> when you, um, so your baby, how old was your baby when you left? 11 months old. Wow. Because me and Drea do not have our own children at the moment, and we know people, we see it on TV, we know of people, like, obviously, the beginning years of a child is the hardest, and is usually yeah. when you want the most support, and I right. feel like <clears throat> those who are in toxic relationships yeah. and have children, you no- normally you'll see them stay together for the first couple years, and then maybe they'll break up eventually when the child's getting older, but you left before one year old. Yeah. Like, what... I know you kind of mentioned the enough is enough to Drea, but to tell other women out there who are in toxic relationships, abusive, cheating, controlling, anything that is just not healthy, how did you make that decision to walk away? I know it sounds as easy as for the baby, but we all make decisions. There's a lot of people out there who believe I need to make it work to keep the family together. What would you tell them? Like, what was your thought process when you made the decision to leave it with her at 11 months? Well, let me first say, like, no, it was not easy. It was mm-hmm. not an easy decision to make because when you're planning to have children, when you're planning to have a life with someone, you never plan for it to end up the way that this ended up. Yeah. At the same time, it is easier to walk away when your children are small and yes. do not remember than to walk away when they're older and now they have 
toxicity and trauma. And now they've got generational curses that they have to break because the worst thing you can do is let your children see you in that situation. And they're going to think, Oh, well, this is normal. That is what I did not want. Like she's never going to remember me and her dad together. She's never going to remember us living together. She's never going to remember the fights. She's never going to remember mommy crying because of all the shit that daddy was doing. She's not going to remember it. So I wanted to do it while she was young so that she didn't have that bad memory. So now she can grow up with a happy mom. So she can go. She deserves a happy mom. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like she deserves a happy dad too, but mom and dad are not happy together. Exactly. Like daddy might be happy, but mommy was miserable because mommy was going through hell. Mm -hmm. So she deserves to see her mom on her boss shit, making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Being happy with her, doing things with her. Yeah. And moving the hell on. She didn't deserve to grow up seeing such toxicity and trauma. I did not want her to have a traumatic childhood. I refused. And I did not have a traumatic childhood as far as my parents were concerned. Like, my parents never fought in front of me. They waited till my ass went to school. And then they had their conversations. Like, I distinctly remember my mom being pissed off at my dad and these two but not you knew. speaking. But I you knew. knew. Like, you I knew. Yeah. But these fools were literally passing notes back and forth. Wow. Like, writing letters. Talk about Passing, <laughs> passing <laughs> it back and forth. Like, they would not fight in front of me for anything in the world. Damn. But all I know is, like, my mom would be angrily writing. And she says, go give this to your dad. <laughs> and I walk upstairs and I'm like. And he's looking at me like, Shit. Mm-hmm. you know but like as far as them ever going did you, back did you ever forth, read them notes <laughs> i'd be i'd be so curious because no, i was afraid of my mom like oh my god that's what you know yeah i was she'd afraid of your ass she would whoop my ass like to this day i'm afraid of my mom like i don't cuss in front of my mom i don't cuss at my mom not gonna lie. and i know and like if it slips i'm like oh my god mom i'm so sorry like excuse my french and she's like you're 31 and i'm like absolutely not that's a trap like no <laughs> that's that's a trap absolutely oh, not no. my mom the shit out of me no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i'm dead no. see i would be that kid that would like just peek in and be like Ooh. <laughs> no and i would get i would give it to my if i had like a dad that was my dynamic i'd be like mama told you <laughs> no like i fucked around one time like we were in the car and my mom was pissed off at me and she was like oh your dad's such an asshole and I knew better not to say it. So yeah. when he got in the car, I spelled it. And I was like, Daddy, Mommy said you were an A-S-S space H-O-L-E. I'm so dumb. And she would just like turn around and give me the eyes of death. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why and, would you say and that? when the fuck did you learn how to spell? <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, and, and you don't want to be a smart ass, but you're like, um you exactly <laughs> right like you are a stay-at-home mom you work with me every day what do you mean when did i learn how to spell like no mm-mm. i don't get smart with my mom she's crazy as shit i used to be scared of my mom too i stopped being scared of my mom pretty much when i went to college but like in high school i was terrified no nah, girl mm-mm. still to this day <laughs> no i'm not scared of my mom anymore I used to be like so my mom when we used to go like yelling matches in high school but like oh hell mind no. you before like i had a point in high school where i didn't care anymore but before that i would be so scared or i would Uh-oh. like yell and then i would like run away because i didn't want to get hit i feel <laughs> like i got you guys beat my mom had me arrested no, my mom. 
<laughs> no, my mom would have Straight never Straight up. My mom, my mom had me arrested, a warrant out for my arrest <laughs> um, for Dead. being a runaway when she knew damn well where I was. Dude, my best. Cause That's the shit my mom would have done. <laughs> no, my best friend was white, so we used to have this joke. So she'd always be like, tell your mom if she hits you, you're going to call child services. I'd be like, my mom is Hispanic. If I tell her and threaten her with child services, she's going to beat my ass and I'll be dead. Like, literally, I was so scared. I was she's like, going to beat my ass and wait for child services to come take me. <laughs> my mom used to be like, go ahead, call him. Here's the phone. Call him. Call him right now. See, tell him right now. Like call that, them. She'd be like, right. call them. If I would have said something like that, my mom would be like, and you have until they get here, you're going to need 911. Hold on. <laughs> wait for a damn minute. I'll nope. give you a reason. Nope. Every time. That's <laughs> Every crazy. Time. so funny. Okay, so you mentioned that you were with him since you were 14, right? Yeah. And I, they say, like, my mom used to give me this advice when I was younger, when I first had my first love that was very toxic and he was cheating on me. Mm-hmm. She told me, you can't leave, basically. You feel like you can't leave because he's all you know. He's your yeah. first, blah, 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 mm-hmm. first love, first, like, I lost my virginity to him. You were with this man from 14 to now. That is a long time. Well, Do 14 you- to, like, 29 because it was right before I turned 30. Okay. So almost 15 years, basically, right? So do you feel like, okay, I guess my perception on you, like if I didn't know you already, like most people cannot leave, right? It's hard for them to leave. It's hard for everyone. It was still hard for you to leave. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like it's harder to leave a toxic relationship when that's all you know. And then also you add in, you have a baby into the mix. So I just think it's crazy and in a good way that you were able to leave and make that decision for yourself when that's like your first everything like yeah and then there's other people out there who've been through so many relationships and they know better or they don't know better maybe mm-hmm. but they they can't leave and i just think it's yeah i don't even want to say noble's not the right word but i just i just courageous courageous like i just can't even fathom it honestly um but i don't know like you kind of already mentioned when was enough enough but i just really want women out there is there anything else you want to say to them like it's just mind blowing to me. That's all you knew. You're stronger than you think you are. Yeah. Every time. And just because that's all you knew. Yes. There's memories there. No, not all the times were bad, but it's like, you really start to sit there and you wonder like, damn, did the good outweigh the bad or did the bad outweigh the good? And 90% of the time I feel like the bad, the bad outweighs outweighs the the good. good. And it's like, I lost count. Of how many of bad how times. many bad times, how many outside women, how many lies like I can't even begin to tell you how mm. he would disappear for hours and hours on end. And I'm sitting there calling everybody. I'm calling the hospital. I'm calling the police department. Wow. I'm wondering, shit, is he dead on the side of the road? And he's out <laughs> with other women yeah. out living his best life while I'm at home. While I'm wondering, you know, and every time I would find out about one of these women, it was, oh, well, I thought you were doing something when in the entire, in the entire time, that was never an issue. That was, that's, it was never me, me, you know, but like, that's what they do. They gaslight and it has to be you. And listen, I'm not going to say that in every relationship that it's not both parties because a lot of the times it is, but that was never me because When I tell you I would have went to war with the world oh, for I him. Get, yeah. Yeah. And I did. And yeah. I lost friendships. Yeah. And I almost lost my mom. And I almost lost my dad. Yeah. Because I was fighting so hard for him. 
But in all actuality, it's like Tupac Shakur has an entire quote. And it's like, you will go to war for somebody else. But nine times out of ten, they are the ones holding the gun and shooting the bullet at you. Mm -hmm. If you want to know who's fucking you over, you better look at who's close to you. Because nine times out of ten... It's the person closest every to time. you that's laying down with you every yep. single time. It's the crazy. way you have people's backs, not all the time will they have yours. It's very you know, rare. The fact that you bring that up, I yeah. feel like I'm just learning that now. And I'm yeah. 28. And it's really sad because I feel, and I, Monica, I know can attest to this. Like, I feel like, you know, I have people's backs all the time. Yeah. And I've gone to war in a lot of my relationships. Yeah. I've lost a lot of friendships. Mm-hmm. And always at the end of the day it's always that person that i basically give them a limb of myself yeah. that they would not reciprocate that for me no and unfortunately i've seen that too in certain friendships which is why i've kind of like distanced myself and things like that um but yeah again i totally agree with you i resonate with you a lot in that aspect i mean i feel like more people need to hear it and really understand that that is what it is and it sucks and it's not to like give anybody trust issues or to have eggshells it's more kind of just see who's in your circle like who do you will those relationships now this is just in general will those relationships last if it wasn't for you right and i've said that uh recently in these last couple of episodes here all of my friendships and relationships have only lasted because i have made them last right exactly every time exactly and just like you know i'm i'm at the point in my life now too it's like if energy shifts i'm out i'm out if you're not giving as much as i'm giving it that doesn't necessarily always have to be monetarily yeah, if you are not giving the same damn energy that I'm giving and you're not on my level. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And like, especially with my last relationship, I gave him my teens. I gave him my 20s. You don't get my 30s. Mm-hmm. My 30s is where I come back because this comeback is personal. How I move now is personal. Yeah. How I do things now, that's for my daughter. Yeah. That's for me. Yeah. That's for her to have a very strong mom and to know, like, girl, I will go to war for you. And that I will go to war for her. Yeah. That's my little my little mamas. Oh my yeah. god. My that's baby girl. Such power. I'm like literally of goosebumps right now. Like, that's so well put, Chandra. Like, and I like it's so hard because I haven't gone through that. She has gone through something a little similar, not in the same uh, time span as you, but just similar concept. Like, so when like when you were going through those years with him and you said the cheating kept going on, did you ever wonder what your life would be like if you just left and like what was out there? Like, was there another man that could treat me better or did, at that time? Or was there different moments that it changed that you thought that was best? That That's all that was out there. Um, no. Okay. So when we had broken up before we had broken up once in high school. Well, Mm -hmm. no, that's a lie. We broke up several times in high school, but the first time we broke up in high school, I did get into another relationship. Okay. Okay. And to this day, I kick my ass for leaving that relationship Mm -hmm. for what turned out to be my marriage and my kid's dad. Yeah. Um, but I left that relationship 
yes for him, Mm -hmm. but I was also very young, didn't really know any better. Had I known what I know now, that would have never happened. I probably still, you know, God bearing, like I would have stayed there. Yeah, but but like you said, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Like, because who it knows? had to happen. Like who that knows way. that? Who knows what would have come out of? I'll you just not. say it like this: things come back around. They do, and like okay, so you did have that little bit of experience. But I when did. you were in like laying in bed at night throughout the years, did you ever think like there's a better man out there? Why can't I just leave him? Or you didn't really like consciously think about what was might be out there that would be better I didn't really think about it okay you know like I think I knew probably three or four years in that I had fucked up okay that I left the wrong person okay that I chose the wrong person like I shouldn't I shouldn't have so I knew but at that point it was just like you're too deep here I'm too deep too deep like I'm already engaged by this point that other person had moved on had a kid already you know so it was just like well shit like I'm also not a homewrecker and I'm already here so I'm just I'm gonna give it my all and maybe things will change maybe it's just because we're young maybe it's our environment maybe you know Maybe we, we can grow together. together right. Like, like maybe we're going to go yeah. through shit and it's going to be this fantastic yeah. Cinderella story where we end up with this white picket fence and this fabulous marriage and all these kids. And yeah. I'm going to get what I wanted. Like it's all going to work out the way I thought it in my mind. And I, real, yeah, well, I realize as like women, we do this a lot, too. Where we, uh, yes, well, yes, <laughs> that too. We say that all the time. Delulu is not the Salulu. Um, <laughs> it's really not. It's such a god. It's just a women. I swear, women, we do it all. The and time. lately, as you know, Moni, I have been seeing things very ice clear. <laughs> the logic. It fucking coming sucks. in. <laughs> but um, I feel like us as women, we tend to fall in love. Or stay because of potential. Yeah. Just like what you said, how you said, oh, you know, I thought that, you know, maybe we might grow past this, go through a rough patch, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. and that. Why do you think, just in like as a society, as women, like a lot of us think we have to go through it. And it's not just women. It's also men. A lot of us think that we have to go through it for it to be considered, oh, that's real love. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I also think like we see shit in the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Like we think we see something so great in someone mm-hmm. when in all actuality, that shit ain't really there. It's yep. really not there. Like, Ooh, don't get me wrong, though. There are some people. There are some people that were just mm-hmm. like when they want to grow, when they want to do better. Mm-hmm. that's where your key is. Like if they want to do better and they're making the strives to do better, Actions. that's one thing. Actions speak louder than words. Always. 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 So if you see it, you as a woman, like you can't just think, oh, I'm pretty. So I bring that to the table. No. Or, oh, I, you know, I can do this well. That's what I bring. No, you need to be like a strong ass woman. If you have a, a mm-hmm. man that is willing to do better mm-hmm. and is showing you that he's willing to do better, because let me tell you, when they want to, they will. Yes. I think it's always the man that doesn't know what he wants that is a problem. Yeah, and there's a lot of men that don't know what they want. And then mm-hmm. you have the really good men, the men that do know what they want, that have your values, that have your morals. Where is he at? <laughs> Please, I'm sitting here eating this damn pizza. Don't look for him. He comes to you, I promise. Mm. 
listen, it happened for me. Okay. You, it uh, okay. Relationship status. I'm just kidding. Very happy. Happy. Okay. I love happy. that. Happy and possibly, possibly off the market. So. Yeah. And you didn't I'm have to go on no dating apps or anything for that. See? I would not go on dating apps. See? I would Maybe I should download my hinge. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, I deleted no. that shit. Did I say download? Time. I meant delete. Sorry. <laughs> Did I say download? I think I download. <laughs> them. Oops. I mean, I need to delete it. I keep re-downloading Dating and apps it. and social media, that shit ain't real. It's not. Oh, God, you're right. It's I'm going to say yes off the market. Yes, very happy. However, that shit ain't going on social media because it's not real you yeah. are not gonna see it on no 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 and i think Hell like a no. lot of people they on social media they get a misconception of who you are as a person they yeah. do because every time well a lot of people use social media to like it's a facade it's a at facade. the end of the day. it yeah. is it's to like oh money. look at how well i'm doing look at how happy i am look my at how great life. of a person i you i'll know, be the first one to say great. it what you guys see on on instagram my post half of y'all think i'm going through these relationship problems i am by myself <laughs> okay i just resonate with what the fuck the post says i'm just like yeah i've felt this before for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> and like i've had people be like oh my god who is it who are you talking about absolutely nobody, nobody. <laughs> like nobody Listen, absolutely nobody i seen i seen this post like two weeks ago somebody post one of my friends posted it and yeah. it said something along the lines of i could post that i'm so done and you're gonna take it as a conception of something else and i could be talking about mcdonald's not putting another chicken nugget that's in my what i'm saying meal. like Literally, you don't know that it's you're assuming what it is or and- <laughs> what's the other one my favorite one is uh i'm cool where i'm at and people will be like damn she's standing on business no i'm just really underneath the freaking ac I'm cool where I'm at. Exactly. Like, like stop using you, social media as like it's a misconception. Every time. Like you don't yeah. know what's going on in my life. Every you time. have no idea. Yeah. What and, I post could have been like a month ago. And you guys think I'm doing that now? I'm like, and I think that's another thing. Like, yeah, I used to post everything thing on social media yes. my entire life was Same. on social media. it's okay i feel like a lot of girls I'm do totally it down but yeah. i like it was bad at one point yeah like everything the my snaps entire, my entire life story the snaps she can we go take it back, to back then. No. snapchat girl you would have had a field day <laughs> it was a whole episode of keeping up with the montenegro <laughs> when i have breakfast where am I on my way to? Damn, what am I girl. doing at work? What am I studying now? What am I watching now? No. Who am I talking? It was bad. No, don't do it. No, yeah. like when it's you get when it. you find that relationship, and you'll know. Don't post your shit out there because Mm-mm. people the closest to you are preying on your. Downfall. Oh, trust me. <gasps> you guys heard it here, and that I'm not is the going only one to be a fucking real. That was honestly well as <laughs> I've said it all the time. Like it's those people. I don't know if you listen to the episode but i had you you know what it is i had a one of my best friends obviously we're not friends anymore and i say it every single time yes bitch i'm still hurt and Um, you know who you are (laughs) she fucked somebody that i was talking to for like six months don't pray on my downfall tell you something do not bring your friends around your man Okay. See, Speak okay. On that a little bit, actually. I don't agree with that. Part, okay, I have. But I understand. What, what kind of friends are we talking about? Yes, I want to know because well, definitely, I get what you're they definitely looking back on it now. Like, no, they weren't my friends. Okay, okay. okay. Because my best friend of 20 years, I would never, okay. ever 
do anything like that. I had never yeah. done anything Would like that. Would you trust her in a room alone with your significant other? Yeah, she's been in a, Me, a room okay. alone with my significant I other. I agree with that. But I think, like you said, we're sometimes people use friends loosely. And you yes. Yes. early acquaintances, right? Yeah. But like you're really good friends, like you're you think that that's fine it's mainly like those people that you yeah kind of yeah up once in a while yeah but don't like, do it don't do yeah. it like oh, yeah. the, the person that you go and have drinks with at the bar or go out to a club with or you there. know i'm kidding no don't do it yeah do I get it. not do it because yeah. let me tell you how i learned my lesson oh please don't tell me that well i also learned my lesson and this was like family gatherings and doing things always together and this and she still had the motherfucking audacity to do it so dude sometimes it'd be your family too and mm, that part you do not have to say that yes your family too like your family and your friends you really gotta watch them because a lot of this is why i cut a lot of y'all y'all suck period <laughs> <laughs> well i think we touched a lot about the relationship thing so i yeah. appreciate you is there anything else you want to bring up about that that you have questions about no okay so what's what's next for you then like you're a single mother yeah you are happy that's all we're gonna say yeah <laughs> what is like co-parenting um obviously then it was not healthy so how are you going to navigate that now um people exchange her for me because i just Okay. Plot, but refused to okay. um, until if and when he ever decides to grow up. Yeah. That's going to be on him. I'm no longer yeah. burdening myself with it. Like, yeah. I'm very much the person that if you want to be in their life, then you're in her life. And if you don't want to be in her life, then that's on you. Don't you. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Because he definitely has, like, once things go left, unfortunately, people love to use children. And they like to try and use kids against you. Yeah. And yeah. I've just learned like, hey, we're not doing that. You're not using my daughter against me. Like he has told me, me. He's told me even recently, like, oh, you can just have Kalia and I'll never talk to you guys again. And I'm just like. Trying to make you feel guilty. Like, I'm just. What sounds is, good. Yeah. What? Do what you got to do. I mean. But I promise you that will be on court documentation. We will have paperwork that says that mm-hmm. because what we're not going to do is, is keep you're going to come back later yeah. and yeah. tell her that I took her from you. We're not doing that. Like, yeah. it will be on court documentation. So if she comes to me later and you do try that shit, yeah. it's like, here you go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never going to hide anything <clears throat> from her. Exactly. As she gets older, I will exactly tell her yeah this is who your dad is and this is why it happened because he has his own narrative and i'm gonna be the villain in his story he's already made me the villain in his story he does not crazy i don't know how yeah um, it's okay well every time every time every time with the when you're dealing with the narcissist you will always be you will always be the villain in their story every single time even if you gave your all even if you did everything correct even if you even changed the way you said things or changed something about yourself you will always be the villain and trust me i completely resonate with that and i completely understand that um as far as like using the kid thing well i don't have kids but i do have dogs so (laughs) don't let him use that dog against you girl he tries so um (laughs) it's actually hilarious and you know it's true every time it's oh well let me come over so i can see her yeah why you didn't ask about her for four months do you think okay so you mentioned until he grows up what at this moment, I know it's probably a list of things, but the one thing that you could ask for him to change that would allow you to be able to, let's just say, exchange her in person, that you're at peace and you want nothing to do with him, like other than just the interaction about her, 
what would be the one thing that you would need from him to realize like we can co-parent civilly at this point? Take account ability. Yep. It's literally just take, that one one word, accountability. Accountability. Every time. Yeah. Like you're not innocent. You didn't you were not this great husband. You were not this great man. Like yeah. you've done some shit over the years. You've done some shit. And, and you, you know that I and know. You know. And you I know, know that receipts. I know. And I it's, it's like, very frustrating to hear you say that. I'm triggered. triggered. You're literally <laughs> triggering the fuck out of me right <laughs> so now. I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to go on a rant. That'll probably the, <laughs> be the most I talk about anything. Um, it's literally like, you know that I know. Yeah. Yeah. And you, know that you I know. still have the audacity to sit there in your delusions. And think that you were not the cause the of the problem. Yeah, no. It, 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 and, it, and it's not even saying, I don't mean, sorry. It's not even saying that you weren't a problem at one point. Because I'm sure, you know, I always say, you know, it takes two people every time. Like, back yeah. and forth, cause and effect. However, the main cause <laughs> is always typically a narcissist. Yes. Yes. Thousand percent. It's like, dude, you know what you did. Yes. You know how many times you did it. Mm-hmm. Based. You're just now mad that I said enough is enough. You're now mad you that, that I'm boundary. no longer taking it. Narcissists yeah, exactly. don't like boundaries like, ever. <laughs> please don't make me pull these receipts. Yeah. Because I promise you I have every last one of them. As you should. Good. Don't make me do it. Yeah. Because do you have a file? Shit, well, you know I do. On, on your phone. I I'm do glad. too. I, I did too. I, I at told one point. somebody I know to keep screenshots and put it in an album yes. file. Yes. Every, every time later, because you just never know. People you just change know. up, and then they're yes. like, "Oh, this, this, and this," and they literally yes. want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We got some cats. Sour yeah. Patch Kid here. Like you, you know what you did, and yeah. it was very even. Just like not even a month ago, it yeah. Was yeah, very much. You broke up our family. No, the fuck I didn't. Oh my god! Actually, this family, Actually, this family was stuck together by me, and now that I've said I said enough, this is now you broke the family when you, you stuck broke your dick it. into some other bitch's fucking pussy over sorry, and over and vulgar. over again. It, you you broke the family. How how is it? Wait, <laughs> was do you know if it was an addiction or no for him? Because they say that sometimes like they're paying for it. So if it's an addiction, it's, like it's not. No, he wasn't paying for it. Okay, oh, okay. No, well, that's good. Sorry, I say no. ew because I'm like no, it was actually uh, like I'm gonna oh. get a little like uh, intimate here. I guess <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Did you? And it's okay. Um, you can decline. You can whatever. Anyways, did you get tested? Oh yeah, every time. Oh yeah. I'm lucky. I was going to say, because I'm I've lucky. also, because since I'm a nurse, I yeah. deal with this, and I've had to tell people that they Get have HIV tested, oh especially when you see, like, what they were fucking around with. Like, yeah. let me tell you something. They never leave for better. They never cheat That's with better. That's what they say, Ever. and it's so true. Ever. Yeah. Like, off camera, I will show you. <laughs> I will say that, yes. yeah. My, okay, mine <laughs> never... Uh, so he says never cheated uh, physically. physically. However, okay. there are receipts in phones. Yeah. And there were things that were said. And I should have left a long time ago. However, you're right. Because these women were not 
it's anything not. however i will say some of the women on instagram that he was trying to obviously they didn't give him the time of day but those ones bad bitches oh my god yeah bad you know, bitches it's all the fake <laughs> ones and they're never gonna but, get that's why but it's tried. also like it's low-key also a fucking insult it, yes it is. it's such an insult when they cheat on you and then you see what they cheat on you with and you're like, like what, what the damn. fuck rather than be a model so right you can like, be like I, okay i get like, it i would rather you please, please let it be a bad bitch yeah. let it be a bitch on my level but nah my guy like you're going and you're getting the fucking bottom of the barrel oh my god karen karen was her name Shit, it's not even Karen. It's a, it was a Karen. It's not even. It was Karen. a me- Mexican Karen. It was a Mexican Karen. Is that what you're putting your own shit on blast right now? Are you? Joking? I don't care. No, well, I'm I putting my care. own shit on blast. I thought that you were just being funny with the Karen thing. I no, was no, no. Like, mine was mine was a Mexican Karen. Mine um, were all Mexican, but they weren't Karen. Mine was her name was actually Karen. Mine looked like a crack whore. Oh my god! No, like I have to be nice because we don't we don't body shame here. So one piece of <laughs> advice, really quick, guys. Oh yeah, hello. Please do not. Hello. I didn't. I didn't say anything. Excuse me. Sorry, I heard some nails on the couch. Anyways, I had this conversation with my mother the other day. Not that my father would ever do such a thing, and I love my daddy so much, and my parents are still together. But we had a conversation regarding getting tested yes and i believe as a woman and a man it goes both ways if you are in a marriage or a long-term relationship i think that you should get tested a minimum of once a year for at least for your physical because you just never know and why do you want to end up on your deathbed with hiv yeah and sometimes hiv and aids don't show up right away they don't take six to six months to a year right so it can take that time like you don't be a dumbass like yeah if you know a, even if you have a suspicion, yeah. Yeah. like our guts are never wrong. Just, just get tested. We have that gut feeling for a reason. Yeah. Be smart. Take care of yourself. You yeah. only get one body. Don't yes. die over bullshit. Kids, you have a baby. You've gone through shit. You're happy. So are you like, do you want more kids? Are you content? What do you see for yourself? I want one more. One more. I want one more. Bonus babies are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love bonus babies. She said bonus babies. Yeah, I don't believe in the term stepchildren. Aww. I don't believe. Oh, I in like that. that. Term. I didn't realize that's what you were referring. to. I didn't to. either. I like that. Bonus babies. Oh, that's bonus cute. Babies. I do not believe in that term. Step yep. kids, step mom. It's bonus mom, bonus babies. I love that. But I do want at least one more. Okay. At least. Is there anything that you kind of want to go into? We usually do ask guests. Um, it can be about what we were talking about or anything, really. Anything you wanted to say to anybody out there or just talk with us about or have a question for us. <clears throat> I mean, like you definitely go through shit mm-hmm. and you do go through bad relationships. Don't ever make the new people pay mm-hmm. for what you went through. Just Never bring that baggage. Don't in. bring that baggage. Like, it's really hard. It is hard. It is it because like how. certain things happen or you get somebody new and it's just like they're doing all this shit that's brand new and it's great. And you're like, mm, when's the other shoe going to drop? Facts. You cannot look at it that way. Yeah. Like give everybody their fair chance and everybody goes through stuff like the next person you end up with might have gone through just as much shit as you've gone through. Hope not. Heal together because you can't stop it. (laughs) I really hope not because damn, that took a lot of healing. But you can heal together. Yeah. You know, you can move on and you can be happy and you, you know, 
great thing. Everything happens for a reason. That's Sometimes true. you have to go through the shit that you go through in order to love the next person properly. Mm-hmm. How do you bring, like, how do you think one would heal? Like, I don't know if you've gone to therapy. I'm only asking because yes, I, I have. Okay. So can you, like, there's a lot of women out there and I think I've done this. I've barely been starting to slowly recognize my triggers, recognize how to communicate my feelings properly so I don't blow up because a lot of things I experienced when I was younger did follow me into other relationships. But what would, like, you've been through a lot. That's a lot of trust issues. You have a baby, like, I can't imagine, like, being cheated on while I'm pregnant, like, all of that. And I know she's gone through similar things. Like, how are you able to move forward and not bring that into a new relationship? Like, what is your advice to people? Start new. Start new get that person it has to be a mind thing so it's it a has mindset. to be it's a mindset also, it has to be your mental institution i think it's also like, a character thing too though it, it is and it takes it takes a strong ass person mm-hmm. to choose love after you've been burned every oh time the way that i got burned and in the matter that i got burned yeah. especially when in the back of my mind i got my mama saying i told you so Mm-hmm. yeah it always is in the back of your head always even if it's not your parents it's somebody or you're like mm-hmm. they told me like as shit it's was happening mine is, is. My, mine is my mom and this one here because like as, as shit was happening i was yeah. just like fuck my mom like, here's another thing i gotta like defend this person on or like oh i stopped that. defending like when yeah. i knew i like i think i really knew when things were done done when i started telling my mom because i wouldn't tell my mom <laughs> shit she tells me same thing. we talk about I it all the tell time my though. mom anything until i would you're tell done. Until my mom. i'm completely done yeah I and that's knew. when i started telling her stuff too yeah i knew like that's when i knew because i was like I'm done. mom um remember when you said yeah that happened and she's like i know Mm-hmm. I knew before you knew because I was on the outside looking in. Looking in. I time. told you. And she did. She said, don't marry him. Mm-hmm. Don't have a baby with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. And it's like you're so young and you're like, oh, my mom's wrong. I got to prove her wrong. I got to prove her wrong. And the entire time she already knew. Mm-hmm. And she even told me she was like, I had to let you go through it. Yep. Because the life lesson that you learned is something greater that I, that I can't give you. Never taught you yeah Fuck, that's, that's what so my mom deep. says every time too yeah. it's true though it is my mom literally said that last week to me yeah so and like then you know then you learn how you're supposed to be treated because you get treated good <sighs> you learn that and then it, it's also foreign to you too though because very you're foreign. just like very foreign because you're so like why are you doing this like i don't no. want to say you're fucked up in the head but in a sense you kind of like, are you kind of are and you're kind of just like you're waiting for it not to, like you said, you're waiting for, for the other shoe to drop. The yeah. other shoe to drop. You're waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. You know, this person's doing everything for you, doing this, right. doing the bare minimum. The bare minimum is so so big, big to you. It's so, like, wait a minute, you are gonna text me good morning. That's so sweet. Oh my god, that's Hold crazy. You're like, thinking about me when you wake you up. You want to make sure that I made it to work, work safely. Safe? Yeah. But then you also want to make sure I made it to work. You want to make sure I made it home safely. It's like little stuff. And a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people can resonate with what we're saying. But then a lot of people can't. I can't. Like for her, that's crazy. I've been, I've had shit happen to me in high school, but I never went through it again. And then I had such great after that now, like, like I told her, like, I didn't have to go through it. Like, I know people in my life that had to go through it multiple times to figure it out. 
I went through it one time and I never went back. So I did have, and that's great. Cause I don't wish it on anybody. I don't either. Same. And I know I don't wish that like. pain and, and trauma on anybody. You know, you said that you went through this for what? 16 years, basically 15, yeah. 15, 15 16. Yeah. yeah. I may have not had gone through it with one consecutive person, but, but been I've been doing the same shit since I was 15. Yeah. And that's also the difference between boys and men. Mm-hmm. Men ain't with that shit. No. Men aren't with the games and nope. the lying and the bullshit. No. Nope. Like, they communicate. They, you know, when you got somebody that you can literally talk to about anything, everything. And, and it not bother them. And it not bother them. Like, that's another thing. It when not bother you. When somebody has been in a relationship and they fucked up and they can come and tell you that what they, they fucked they up. Did, yeah. The accountability so attractive honestly so attractive i can forgive so much quicker when someone takes accountability I'm like, right. Right, baby, it's but okay. like but when they know like <clears throat> you could walk away knowing what they did but then you're just like dude you took accountability for that shit and you changed yeah and it's not for like a month or two you it's really like it's consistent it's consistent yeah yeah like that's the difference between boys and men do oh you, my god, like boys can't stop. Okay. Oh no, you're <laughs> she said like boys to men. That's where it came mom, from, guys. Literally, my mom just like oh my god, the concerts. I can't. I know. I already saw. <laughs> we, we were supposed to remember the. We did. I have we? a video. I yes. No, dude, I was so high. We were, <laughs> no, it's because we were going between stages. We missed a couple bad. people. I can't remember who we fucking missed. But I and, missed Jagged Edge. So, oh, but I it's okay. I missed. saw boys to men though. <laughs> so okay, Dre and I have been preaching like take care of yourself mental health therapy. yes i've been telling the audience and i failed my um commitment to our flingers because i said that this year i was going to go to therapy at least once and we have three weeks left of the year and it's probably not happening but <clears throat> i think there's a lot of people out there especially in our culture like latinos it's very like skeptical about going to therapy mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> like it's not looked at as something that's worth investing to it's also cost money if it was free maybe more people would be willing to just try it out because it's free but having to pay for it it's like uh, put it on the back burner why do I need to talk to somebody about my right. feelings my best friend goes to therapy she's always has been and she shares her experiences with me all the time and I learn a lot from it so I feel like I just need to do it but you kind of mentioned that you have like what would you tell people out there who are still skeptical just don't think it's for them or like but they've gone through something traumatic like what why is it helpful because sometimes you need a third party you need someone who's impartial yeah. you need someone who has no idea who you are. Doesn't yeah. know you from jump shit. Yeah. Do you think everybody needs to go to therapy? Yeah. I do. I do, too. I do because it's such a help. Like, I can't tell you how much shit I got through from mm-hmm. going through therapy. Like, it's not just my divorce. It's also like, yeah, I went through postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And I went through postpartum depression, yeah, because of my marriage, but also because of all the shit that happened to me as a kid hit me so hard yeah. after I had my daughter because it's like they put this baby in my arms and I'm like, how, how could, you, could do you do that, that? to me? And you carried me like I carried her. Like I wouldn't even take a Tylenol when I was pregnant with her. Yeah. And I was in pain. 
but I would not take a Tylenol. I would not do anything to harm that baby. Like yeah. that girl is yeah. my life. So I had to go through it for that, like getting over things in my childhood and yeah. dealing with my father dying and dealing yeah. with my best friend being killed earlier this year. Yeah. Like it's hard. You, you need somebody that can help you get through those steps. And yeah, a lot of people like also, you know, you said you were raised in Latino community. Yeah. I was raised in a black house. My mom don't believe in therapy. She believes in get the fuck over it. Yeah. yeah. Get over it. Like be strong and get past it. But sometimes you need somebody else to talk to that's yeah. impartial and has no idea to give you their perspective and kind of help you get through it because mm -hmm. mental health is so important. Yeah. Suicide yeah. is on the rise. Like, don't let that be you. Go get some help. Mm -hmm. And I always tell my friends, like, hey, if you ever need somebody to talk to, I don't give a shit what time it is. Don't do anything stupid. Call me. Yeah. I'll be that too. ear you need somebody to listen to you. I'll help yep. you. I will give you an honest opinion and be and, totally impartial to your situation. You know, that's so big that you said that, too, because I think that's why I also like answer my phone at any given time. Yeah. It don't matter what what it is. Everybody knows that, oh, if I need something, Drea, every single time. Yeah. Because they know I'm going to answer my phone. But that's literally where it comes from is, like, I know yeah. what it's like to feel so lost and so alone that you feel like you don't got nobody to talk to. Or call. And yeah. I, or call. And I don't want my people to feel that way at all, yeah. ever. Call me. Call me. Call me. Like, I've been off for four hours of sleep for the past two years. Don't worry about it. Call me. Exactly please like don't do anything yeah, yeah. <clears throat> don't harm yourself because you're irreplaceable yep don't do that like <sighs> losing my dad was one thing you know he was older you kind of expected as much as you're never ready for it yeah you know one day that day is coming yeah. and especially like yeah my dad was in his 50s when he got me and when he passed away he was 79 yeah. so it's like you know mentally you kind of prepare for that but mm -hmm. my friend being killed I wasn't ready. Yeah. I, I no. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'll never be okay from that, especially yeah. in the manner that it uh, happened. How it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you for sharing. That's like really <laughs> deep shit. Like, ugh. <sighs> I feel like you're a very strong woman, honestly. I know I'll she try just to met be. you, but I think we can both agree mm -hmm. that you've Most gone definitely. through some shit. And I think you have a really good head on your shoulders and i think a lot of us need to strive to be better mm -hmm. and to get through our shit like you have and years. take accountability for yourself it's years like yeah. that it doesn't come overnight nope you go through a lot of shit ups you and do. downs yes and you do have to take accountability them self realizations be yeah. the ones <laughs> that be keeping you up yeah. at night and you'll be like yeah. fuck maybe i'm the problem <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, like, <laughs> with even with my whole divorce, like, I had to take my accountability in that shit, too. Because yeah. it's like, damn, I allowed you to do this shit. I exactly. I stayed. I stayed through it. I let it. you it's walk all over me. I let yep. you, I basically allowed you to do this shit yeah. and stayed with you. So now it's time for me to take that accountability and say, because mm, that was my part in not setting, correct, you know, the or boundary, not boundary yeah. or now not communicating like, enough that enough is enough yep and making that clear like so it, trust me it was a mm -hmm. whole realization like after that all happened and yeah. then 
I was like, mm, okay, you took a lot from me, yeah. but I let you take that from me. Yeah. I went from... And I feel like sometimes that's worse because you really is. look into yourself and you're like, damn, I allowed this person to take this part of me. Yeah. This he part took a lot of me. From me. And now I have to rebuild my fucking self up yeah. by myself. But when you build that bitch back up... <laughs> I know. I'm let there. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell uh, you. I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, I'm sitting on the couch, but I'm getting a little thick. Um, <laughs> I'm rebuilding myself. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally and figuratively. And figuratively. <laughs> I need someone to break my heart again so I can lose some fucking weight. But here we are. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just, just do it. You be, like Nike. be like Nike. Just you. do it. Stop it. <laughs> let me tell you. I, I just made that decision that I was like... My biggest in my marriage, I yeah. was 246 pounds. But look at you now. 100 pounds lost. Slim thick over here. Slim thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Chandra, thank you so much for coming today. Thank, thank you for, you for meeting us me. here. Of course. I appreciate you sharing, being vulnerable with us. It means a lot to our people. <laughs> not you guys, not the camera. It's, it's yeah. the person behind the camera like, right now. My bad, my bad. Right <laughs> my bad, y'all. My bad. <laughs> better not end up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. Um, I appreciate everything. Thank you for coming out here. Um, yes. Do you want to put your handle out there or no? Or do you just want to just be like, I'm Chandra? Yeah, no. Okay. She's Chandra. <laughs> You're not the only guest who's wanted to be private. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They learned a lot of lessons today from you. And I hope a lot of yeah. women out there take that from you. Mm-hmm. But we are going to close out. So thank you once again. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you can follow us. <laughs> Sorry, our audience is just great right now. Please subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. <laughs> follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Rate us five stars because we're the best and we're hilarious. We're not high tonight. Do not get that uh, twisted because, you know, we're Chandra's not. not high. I promise. She's sober. Um, Unfortunately. So, <laughs> so you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Flings and Things Official with an N, not and. I'm at Moni.Montenegro. And I'm at Drea.Monte. And, and this again, is this is Chandra. Bye, guys. Have a good one.